All year round, Frontier Home Products and Design has what you need to make your home comfortable and beautiful. Relax on a new timber tech deck designed by Frontier's experts. A new fireplace from Frontier Home Products Fireplace Gallery adds warmth and serenity to any home. Beauty and versatility at Frontier Home Products and Design Center, 4213 Peachtree, 5th next to the Bayfront Highway. Frontier Home Products and Design Center. Discover a new frontier. PA contractor number PA039007. Jody Crumpy, director of the Erie City Mission Thrift Stores and Donation Center. When you shop at one of our two thrift stores or drop off items at our donation center, you are providing a meal. You are housing a man in our shelter, helping men and women overcome addiction, and giving our inner city youth an opportunity to learn. I want to thank you for making a difference. This is our city, our mission. God bless you. Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie, PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. We're uh, spending some time today uh, as part of Autism Awareness Month here this April. We're uh, glad to meet with James Tito DeWolf. He is... uh, uh, a part of the the team at uh, the Barber National Institute, and we want to welcome you, James. So we're going to call you Tito from here on out, okay? That sounds good. That's what I'm <laughs> used to. So thanks for having me. I, I love the show, so I'm glad to be a part of it today. You got it. So, uh, Tito, uh, we're a family show. We like to get origin stories. Tell us how you came up. Did you grow up here in Erie, or did you transplant in? Uh, yeah, I grew up in Erie. Uh, went to Harbor Creek High School, so I've been here my whole life. Wow, yep. wow. And um, tell us how you got involved in, um, in, in, you know, being a caregiver or, you know, what you exactly do with aut- aut- autistic uh, children and young adults. Uh, it's just something I've always been drawn to. I, I feel like I always knew I was going to do that work at some point in my life. Um, I'm pretty busy with the music, too. But uh, even in the bands throughout the years, there would always be uh, people on the spectrum coming up and kind of playing air guitar with us and whatnot. So it was just—it was a very natural. I almost always knew I'd end up doing that. I'm very pleased to be doing it. I feel like it's what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, let's start with your music career. I'd love to hear this. Uh, and you know, we have a a friend, uh, Dan Sh- Shell, uh, Chip Shell. He's got the Erie Music Podcast, mm-hmm. and, and it's so much fun to hear how bands start and how people become musicians. Like, were you one of those typical? 14 year old garage band type of kids or uh yeah for me it was i always loved music but i I, one of the billion people that can say as soon as i heard the beatles uh that was it i literally i i went to my mom i think it was 14 or 15 said it's time to sell the saxophone i need a guitar oh wow it was something with the beatles it just kind of clicked and said yeah i need to need to do that and you were probably hearing it 20 30 years later right oh sure yeah yeah (laughs) everyone all my friends are listening to raging against the machine and i was the Beatles. <laughs> Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. I was once. I well, I I like those bands too. Don't get me wrong. Sure, but, sure, sure. But yeah. uh, the the some about the '60s and you know early '70s music that I, I still just absolutely adore. That that is super interesting. So you got a guitar. You can do you well. Do you remember what you know what kind of guitar you got at, at first? Uh, the first guitar I do. Uh, it was a Washburn guitar. It was a very cheap Washburn guitar and a fifteen fifteen watt. 
crate amp. So I still nice. I've got it somewhere. I can't. I yeah. never part. It's probably worth fifty bucks, and I'll never, <laughs> I'll never part with it. <laughs> That's awesome. And have you always been into writing? Or I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of people are in cover bands or whatever. You in Erie, and they, you know, it's great. I mean, you can really make a nice career on the weekends doing doing you know doing your genre of music but sounds like uh you like to write too yeah that's uh, really the ironic thing is the only reason i ever picked up a guitar was to write songs that's what i was called to do like my guitar heroes were more the john lennon's and not less the eddie van halen's you know yeah, okay. like i didn't want to tap on it i wanted to create with it um but ironically i ended up playing cover bands every weekend <laughs> right, you know, right. i'm still playing you know which i have fun doing don't get me wrong but yeah but yeah the reason i picked up a guitar wasn't uh, to go play poison songs but i ended up doing that you know that's, <laughs> that's, awesome. not, that's not what made me gravitate right. to the guitar yeah. but yeah i got there that's amazing <laughs> um you talk talk about some of the bands let's see if some of the folks might know uh, or would love to go and go out to see you so uh you know what what is what is kind of your lineage that way uh well i i was in money shot for years um currently i'm in uh, a band uh, called tvm it's acoustic duo it's uh, tito invents music mm. just look for the we copped a very famous logo it's kind of backwards <laughs> i want to say see if you can figure it out <laughs> um, <laughs> that's awesome that's so uh, tito invents music we do acoustic covers it's all popular music mm -hmm. we actually do a lot of the 60s 70s stuff i said but also contemporary stuff and then I also front a band called the I-90s. That's a, a 90s tribute act. Really? I love yeah. that. Yeah, and that's that's a lot of fun. That's the music that all my friends were listening to when sure. I was growing up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's interesting you mentioned uh, acoustic acts. Um, that seems to be the thing these days that, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of a lot of acoustic duos are, are getting out there and playing. Um, uh, it must be because that's what the venues – can fit right yeah you can't really blast with you know six piece you know yeah there's no sure power band sherlock's <laughs> there's anymore. no more sherlock's is yeah there? so there's yeah. a lot of venues i i kind of welcome it i like i love doing the full band thing don't get me wrong like the, yeah I, we have a blast in the i-90s but it's nice like if to do it every weekend it's kind of nice to like scale it back and you know and i love the set list we can kind of play anything you know with just the two of us mm -hmm. and you know we're not restricted to one genre or anything so i, I really enjoy that i kind of i'm also older than i was <laughs> <laughs> right yes, the, the ears start ringing a little bit right. uh talk about that that first foray into into personal care how how did that go for you did you basically say hey let me see what's going on at the barber center or mm. did you work at another place talk about that uh, yeah know. i just kind of reached out uh there i i think I, my, how long ago was this about six years ago okay um and i just kind of said you know it's just work i've kind of always wanted to do i feel passionate about it and um yeah and then they just they right out of the gate actually they found my primary client that i'm still with today i work with several um Several kids, but I work with one five days a week. That's the one I wrote the album about about our experiences with. Um, so and are these are these adults uh, or are they uh, yeah. underage yet? Uh, adults, yeah. I okay. Think, uh, John, John, uh, he's twenty two, I think twenty two okay. or twenty three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, we sp we basically spend every day together. That's my job is essentially I just spend the day with him, and he's you know that's why on the album I, I call him my best bud, and we just. Uh, Throughout the years, we've almost created this world has almost created itself in a way, just different characters. Like we always see two geese traveling, you know, and I always call them Jerry and Gary geese, just kind of make them laugh and say, oh, how, how did they how did they get up to the peninsula? You know, we were just at the mall. How'd they beat the car here? And, you know, you'd find it funny. And so when I 
had the thought or the muse hit me to write the album. You know, of course, there's a song called Jerry and Gary Geese about two cantankerous, you know, geese, you know, who, <laughs> who are flying around just following John John and I around all day. So, so, and every song on the album's kind of like that. It's all specifically um, uh, derives from our specific uh, relationship. Yeah, ba basically, it sounds like you have this this narrative that goes through the day. Oh. You know, kind of like uh, you've you've created a, would you call it a fantasy world? What, what well, would you call it? Or, or, yeah, just, or just being super op, op, observant of what's really going on in the real world, right? I think what it was is over the years just like trying to, to make them laugh and to make it fun, make going to the, you know, the Y fun or going to the peninsula fun or more fun. Awesome. And, you know, that just happened. And it was just like when I started, when I got the idea to write the songs, it was like, it just started happening. I was very, very inspired to do it. It happened very organically. And it just went, it just steamrolled. Like once I had Jerry and Gary Geese, it was like, well, I called him Pickin' Johnny Pickens, you know? I said, Pickens, not for noses, that's for a guitar, you know? <laughs> um, so I wrote a song about a country guitar picker named Pickin' Johnny Pickens, you know, who's, who's passionate about hygiene. <laughs> I, I want to play that one, okay? So let me see if I, can, if I can pull this off here, okay? This is Johnny Pickens, okay? Let's see if we can get this going here. He's Pickin' Johnny, Pickin' Johnny Pickens, and Pickin's all he knows. Knows, 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 Pickens all he knows. With Pickin' Johnny, Pickens starts a pickin', he sure puts on a show. A show, show, show de show, a show de show, no show. Pickin' ain't the noses, spreading jabs will get you far. There, there's Johnny Pickens. I don't know why he just went out on me, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm getting. I'm trying to. I'm trying to hear some of the themes of whether it's America or Eagles or there's a little bit of Lennon in that one too, right? I mean, I'm, I'm sure that it's all these influences, it's right? It's in my musical DNA. So like, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Paul and, McCartney's like in my soul somewhere. <laughs> it's inter it's interesting to you know, and so so tell me how John, uh, you know, when he when you initially, I mean, were you are you just one of these guys that's always singing all the time? <laughs> I don't know if that's yeah, I, maybe that is true. I, I think like with, when the radios are on or something, yeah. I'm always. I, I think I'm always like being an entertainer. I guess on the weekends, uh, maybe that just translates over. I feel like I've. Want to make them laugh and want to sure. make it fun. So yeah, we're we're singing all the time. And the thing is with these songs, he's he's verbal, but he's not verbal enough to explain something like this. So there's okay. this really unique situation where I'd written this entire album, and his parents knew nothing about it, and he was part of the process in the sense that like I'd write the song, maybe I'd have a demo on my phone. I'd be so excited to like I got to pick up John. He's gonna be so happy. He's gonna be excited, and I'd play him the demo and. He he knows every to this day. He knows every word on the album. He can if I start a lyric, he can finish any lyric on the entire record. Right. But he wasn't able to. And even in real time, as I was writing him, he he was able to do that. But he wasn't able to go home and say, "Hey, mom, I'm excited about this record." So, I don't. Two years later, finally, it was like this surreal moment where we invited uh, his parents over to say, "I got something to show you." It was all done. The <laughs> album. I'm, I hope you like it because I already paid for the album art and everything. You know. <laughs> 
I put a lot of money into this, so I really hope you enjoy it. And like everybody's crying, and it was oh, just like wow. surreal. It was just very surreal situation. It was pretty awesome, though. It, it, it's it, it's interesting. I, I'm reading from the Barber National Institute's a magazine called Spirit, and uh, you know uh, uh, they say that uh, John's parents, you know, said you were the perfect fit for John, and uh, and uh, that y- you're saying that like that the pandemic. Did that s- separate you? Had to, you had to do things on Zoom, or how did this all work, Tito? Uh, no, I was working with him. You were able to work with him That's still. kind of what facilitated the whole thing, though. Was, um, like I said, we're so active in the community. When the pandemic hit, it was kind of we were kind of at a loss as to what to do. He doesn't like of... to be cooped up. He oh, likes, okay. He's very active. Yeah. Um, so naturally, I thought, well, I'm a musician. Maybe I'll just grab the guitar, and that's kind of how it started. He likes to ask for things a lot, so... Uh, he'll repeat things he wants. And one day I was, he was, we couldn't go anywhere. So we were at my house and I had the guitar and he's just asking for olives, need some olives. I need some olives, need some olives. And so I just kind of blurted out, you know, there aren't any olives in this house. You know, I just kind of <laughs> sang it. And then my wheels started turning like, well, maybe I could write wow. an album of all autism therapy songs that would be useful. And then that then morphed into like a more artistic, uh, more personal kind of concept album about our, uh, our life really yeah the the uh the name of the of the album is everyone needs a friend um it's so true i mean talk talk about your thinking behind the title yeah well well actually the title came from uh there's a song on the album called different isn't bad everyone needs a friend and i knew most of the songs are kind of like picking johnny pickens or jerry and Gary geese they're kind of supposed to be fun and about these characters that have developed or whatever naturally but I knew I needed the like the album needed a I needed a message to tie it all together, mm-hmm. and that's where the where track seven came into play. Where it's different isn't bad. Everyone needs a friend. So that's where the title of the album comes from. I really felt like that was the message the message of inclusion, sort of reaching out to the kid that's not on the spectrum or doesn't have to be a kid. Just I think people are hardwired sometimes to be reticent to get to know people who seem different. Mm. And so the message of the album is. Don't be reticent. You know this is some so, of the best. So really, uh, you know, folks that are that are in 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 the greater sphere, not just caregivers or whatever, or just or just uh, you know, folks that are receiving treatment, they're going to benefit from this. I, I hope so. I, I I believe in the message of it uh, yeah. very strongly. That that's cool. We're going to go to our first break here. I want to see if I can use one of these as a bumper here. Uh, now, what is this? Different mix. Different isn't that would be different isn't oh, bad. Yeah. Oh, okay, so this is the song. That the you one were, I was just talking. That you were just talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that would be a good one. Different isn't bad. Sometimes Go to the, the best friend you'll ever. Have. Well, they call them different. They call them special, but they're just your friends. If everyone was the same, well, that would be pretty lame. There'd be nothing to do that you weren't used to. Yeah, it would really be a shame. We have Tito with us here, uh, and uh, if uh, this is this is is really remarkable what what you've been able to do here in creating an entire album, uh, Tito DeWolf. Uh, Everyone needs a friend. Uh, it's uh, it's music therapy. It is inclusive, and. Uh, and it in how has Jonathan responded? I mean, like to the enormity of like now there's this thing that he could play a CD or you know 
pumping his iPod or whatever, you know? <laughs> uh, it's been awesome, actually. It's cause, Like I said, he's been there for the entire process. He's mm -hmm. one of the only people who really, for years, no one really knew, uh, my, my girlfriend and then him, it really were the only people on earth that n knew about it. So um, I, it's been neat for him, I think, to see it kind of come to fruition. And uh, we actually did a show where we played, or it was just me, I played some of the songs. Yeah. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago at uh, City Gallery. And he came out, and he actually has a line on the album at the end of it, where uh, at the end of the album, I just kind of say, all right, John, we should say thanks to everybody. And he says, thank yous. He always puts an S on the end of everything. <laughs> so he, so you can actually hear him on there. Um, oh, that's awesome. And uh, on the last song, you can hear him on the fade. So he kind of ends the album. He says, see you tomorrow's, you know, because like, the, day, the day's over. Right. Um, so at the end of the show, there were a bunch of people there. I brought him up there and I said, do your line. And he did. He, he was a little nervous to do it. And then he said, see you tomorrow's place went nuts for him. And he oh, was just, wow. you know, ecstatic. And we, we've talked about it since he's still so he's, he's a superstar. <laughs> I want you to weigh in because, again, you felt this calling to serve other people uh, at, at, you know, as a, as a caregiver uh, as a, a, I mean, literally, you're kind of living life every day with with Jonathan. Yeah. Um, but you know that Barber Center probably has a lot of jobs available, mm -hmm. and we can extrapolate that across uh, a ton of uh, human service agencies across our community and across the state. What what would it take to um, to have more folks look into what you looked into there? Um, I, I think it takes a certain temperament uh, and certain patience. You, uh, definitely, yeah. if that's not an attribute you have, you wouldn't want to do it. But if, yeah, it's it's very very rewarding work. I would um, when you do do it. It's not always easy. It's not. I mean, it's, it can be difficult sometimes, but uh, it's very rewarding. And like I said, like even going into it, I knew I didn't want to be behind a desk. That wasn't for me. I wanted yeah. to be hands on working on with somebody making where I felt like I was making a difference in somebody's life, you know? Absolutely. And it's, it's very rewarding, and I'm very lucky that the two things I've been passionate about in my life, which is this and music, I kind of get to do both. I do music on the weekends, I do this during the week, and then with this album, they kind of converged in this kind of beautiful way, so. The, uh, you know, I mean, the idea that you were able to, I mean, just be so witty and so creative of saying, hey, here's a mundane thing, like, uh, you know, we like pizza, cheesy pizza, right? <laughs> right? That you're writing a song about it. Yeah, and know? well, it was a, right out of the gate. I knew that cheesy pizza was going to be one. That's his favorite thing, and he likes to say it a lot. So I knew there had to be a song called Cheesy Pizza. It had to be upbeat, and it had to say cheesy pizza a lot. So the the chorus of it's just over cheesy pizza, cheesy pizza. You know, because that's something, and he that's that's probably his favorite song on the. Is it really? Probably, yeah, that's the one that gets the most smiles. I think. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. <laughs> That's fabulous. <laughs> I'm going to play a little bit of that, but I, uh, before I do, I want to make sure that uh, you know that we really that we really cover you know kind of the the theme and the essence of the album and and really what you're trying to do with this. Uh, um, you know, they the in in the article in the in the Barber Center uh, Barber National Institute's uh, magazine, it, it's quoting the "Everyone Needs a Friend." You know uh, the uh, the, the, that song, that title song there, that er, different isn't bad. Sometimes the best friends you ever have, well, they call them different. They call them special, but they're just your friends. You, it, it's, it's all about, hey, it's just people. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that, that's the message. That's the, the, if somebody was going to take away 
a moral to this story here, that's it right there. It's just people. And so uh, having a little bit of more room in your heart, having a bit of kindness. And I think uh, to, to expound on that, I think uh, the good that it can do for you because you're missing out. The, you're really missing out on these. There's some of the sweetest people you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you're also missing out on that experience too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited to meet you. I'm, I'm glad to, uh, to share these songs on the air here. <laughs> it, it just, it just, uh, it's just phenomenal that, uh, I mean, you're just, you're just a special guy to think that, boy, out of these mundane, you know, everyday things that these really creative and, might I say, some cool chord exchanges oh, that, that I'm you. hearing in these thank songs. You. I mean, they're, they're interesting songs. I, I appreciate that. That was important to me, too. So I didn't, yeah, I didn't I want mean, it to be, you know, no Barney or something. Like <laughs> Three chords and you're out, right? <laughs> right I mean, right. all right, we're going we're gonna to head out with uh, Cheesy Pizza here. Uh, and, and we want to thank uh, 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 James uh, Tito DeWolf uh, for being with us today. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You got it. All right, here, let me see if I can get this to play here. This is Cheesy Pizza. I want to, so just, oh, let me, uh, let me, re- let me redo this again. I'm, I'm really doing this on the fly. Can I but... mention the website real fast? Oh, go ahead, yes. Uh, if you, anybody wants to hear, uh, you can hear all the songs uh, for free uh, at www.everyoneneedsafriendalbum.com. Uh, you can hear the whole album. You can learn a lot uh, more about it up there. Uh, I also have CDs for sale. Uh, 10% of the proceeds are going to go to Barber National Institute and John John's name of the Beautiful. CD sales. All right, let's see if it'll play. Let's go. This is a little tune about my favorite food in the whole wide world. Been a long time favorite of many boys and many girls. When my tongue is wrong, then I don't need no one to tease me. When it comes to my pizza, I just want it nice and cheesy. We continue our coverage of Autism Acceptance Month with uh, Tish Bartlett. She is the executive director of Autism Society of Northwestern Pennsylvania. Tish, good to see you. How are you? Great. Thank you for having me here this afternoon. It's good we, to see you. You're sweeping in here. This is always a busy time, right? I mean. Oh, this is a crazy time. <laughs> it's a great time, but it's Autism Acceptance Month. Uh, we are busy raising awareness out in the community and planning for our 22nd annual walk for autism on April 29th. So yeah, it's at the end of the month. Wow. Uh, according to the autism society, uh, the, uh, it's hashtag celebrate differences campaign in honor of autism acceptance month, uh, every day working to create connections, empowering everyone in the autism community to live fully. We yes. believe that acceptance is creating a world where everyone in the autism community is connected to the support they need when they need it, and by everyone we mean every unique individual. And, um, yeah, I mean, we don't want to paint broad brushes here, do we? Every individual is special. Every, every single one. They are all unique. They always 
bring something different to the table. And our job is to educate the community of what they have the ability to do and bring to, whether that's a friendship or a workforce. They could be an amazing coworker or employee, wherever you stand, if you're the boss or you're a fellow uh, employee. Uh, we, our goal in the next year and a half is really to educate about neurodiversity in the workplace and hiring individuals. In 2025, there's going to be over 58,000 adults in Pennsylvania living with autism. So, and we already have a workforce shortage. So we have some very talented individuals that are identified as being on the autism spectrum that can be amazing employees and our job is to work with our local companies to to help them see that and understand how they can accommodate you talk about neurodiversity i'm not sure people have heard that term before so maybe you can unpack that tish neurodiversity is we're always bringing something different to the table so an individual with autism is neurodiverse because they're not going to fit that cookie cutter of what you envision Mm -hmm. So they may process things differently, socially interact, communication is a little little different. So we all bring something special to the table. So we need to embrace that neurodiversity as all of us are different in how we talk and how we act and what we bring. Do you, you, as the Autism Society, uh, do training for employers and, you know, for managers as to how to effectively engage and employ uh, uh, a person on the spectrum? I am so glad you asked. <laughs> of <because> course. <laughs> That's why you asked me, you know, to come here. So, um, so we, are, we have launched um, this year, uh, end of last year, we launched an Autism 101 training. Okay. So we started it out where we were providing it for our families, newly diagnosed families, extended family members, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, to understand what they were embracing how they could help their families, their their sons or daughters as they move forward. We have since expanded that Autism 101 program to community trainings. We've already trained the um, Bayfront Maritime Museum. Mm. We're working with the Y, YMCA. We are going out to the Albion Prison um, and the next month. To, they have a new um, autism wing. We are training their um, COs. The Albion Prison does. Mm-hmm. So these are incarcerated people on yep. the spectrum? Yep. So we okay. are going to, we're not, you know, we're training the COs, the right. correction yeah, officers. Yes, yeah. And so we're also launching Autism 101 for employers, where we can go into the company and train. We, we'll say train the trainers. So yeah. we're going to work with the human resource, the supervisors, the owners, and teach them about autism. What are the signs? What are some of the... Um, Stimulators, you know, what can cause cause them to be oversensitive, uh, the communication challenges, and then provide to them resources, examples of job interviews, examples of accommodations, and a little handbook. And we have been blessed. We just received funding from Toyota Aviri to get this program launched. Wow. So we're really excited. So, yes, we are going to be the community resource to help train employers on how to work with individuals with autism. Talk about those that are being drawn on a professional level to this field. Where 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 do uh, your professionals come from? I'm thinking about these people that are doing these trainings and so on. Be- because let's face it, the, our knowledge base of autism 
is only what 20 years old, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah, it's been around for a long time, but we've become more educated and yeah. and understanding of of autism. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have individuals that are in their 30s, 40s, 50s that you know are, had a childhood diagnosis. Yes, or, okay, mm-hmm, that have that have depending on um, the severity of how how they're affected, but. I mean, I, I work with families that have 28-year-olds, 30-year-olds that are, so it's been around for a, for a long time. We're just doing a better job of identifying. There's, you know, the pediatric uh, population they do on the well baby checks. They have a checklist yeah. now. And so the new numbers as of the end of March this year is now one in 36 children is it really? are identified. And we're seeing a gap closing between our Caucasians um, and our Asian and African American populations. So they are it was now being traditionally a- more Caucasian than any other race. Okay. Yes, but it wasn't lack of um, those individuals having um, autism. It was not getting the connection and the identification. Now that early, um, you know, the well baby checks are doing the checklist we're seeing that gap has closed Hmm. and there is actually a rise in the african-american population and the asian population of more individuals being identified so we're seeing it more level that we've always said autism has no boundaries no boundaries at all but we um we're really trying to match our individuals up with the jobs that they would enjoy mm-hmm. instead of trying to put the square peg in a round hole. It's let's find what is their interest and what will they enjoy because they have every right to be enriched through employment like everybody else. So, sure. yeah, traditionally, um, Autism Society has been known for you know social activities and things that and that hasn't gone by the wayside. No. You basically are just adding adding to your skill set of of this uh, workforce yes. piece, right? I mean, We are, and we have added so much more <laughs> in the last year. I was able to hire a program director in August of uh, 2022, and with that, I finally got my dream list of programs oh, wow. dusted off. Nice. <laughs> we, in February of uh, 2023, we launched an adult social group, age 21 and older, they meet once a month. We also started a uh, preschool meetup for ages three to five. Aww. They come together every other month. And a skills to pay the bills program, which is age 16 and up, that's working on life skills, job skills. So we did a banking module. Down to the basics, safety with an ATM, how to write a check, mm-hmm. how to do a budget. A big one was needs versus wants. Teenagers think they will die without their cell phone, Hmm. literally, fall on the floor and die. We've learned that. So (laughs) uh, household responsibilities, you know, what we never want to do is vacuum, dust, do dishes, laundry. We're teaching them those skills so they can live as independently as possible. Our next module in skills is cooking. Full, we're working with common threads. And they are talking about nutrition and menu planning, reading labels. They're going to take a field trip to a grocery store, learn how to navigate the grocery store, buy the nest, the ingredients that they need, and make a full dinner. Nice. So they can be able to, you know, take care of themselves. And we're going to do job 
um, job skills, life skills. Talk about those unwritten social skills that you need in the workforce, boundaries with your coworkers, how to ask for time off, how to communicate when you're not happy in the situation. Mm. I mean, our, our individuals, I always say kiddos, but they're not all kiddos. Our individuals are known for not having a filter. So we're, we're working with them to understand how can you explain that you're upset in the work workplace? How can you explain that you need some time off without coming across as, you know, offensive or rude? Sure. And then finally, we I, teach I would imagine that most of the population needs that kind of life. Uh, yes, we've, oh. had, we've had some parents. <laughs> I mean, no matter what your, your level on the spectrum yes. is. Yeah. Yes, uh, we've actually had some parents that said, you know, could, could my son's uh, sister come or brother yes. come? Because they, they really need this. Yeah. Uh, we have also, um, we launched a mom's wine and cheese, uh, playing on the word. Um, they're getting together quarterly. To do something fun, we did, in March, we did a cooking decorating. Okay. And just a group of moms, there were 16 of us that got together. We learned how to decorate cookies. We learned we had some talents we didn't know about. And just enjoy. Unpack the stresses of, you know, everyday life. Is it is it is it a lot on particularly the moms of those that have uh, autism? It, it does. I don't want to underestimate our dads. We have yeah. some outstanding dads, but, you know, moms really take it all to heart, really mm-hmm. carry that. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, a lot of our moms have some guilt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I personally, I am a mom of a 19-year-old. I still, you know, what what could I have done differently? What could I have changed? So that we're here to support one another because nobody should ever have that guilt. No one ever should feel alone. Yeah, and so that's what we're we're trying to do, and we're launching. Um, we also partnered with the state police, uh, Mill Creek Police, and City of Erie, and we offered a drive to success program. Oh wow! So, light individuals with their license that are also on the spectrum came for a four a five week program. The first part is we taught our local law enforcement that participated about autism. We did the autism one hundred and one training. Then we did a meet and greet where the individuals and their parents came and met with the officers. They made sure they brought like, I don't know, eight different types of vehicles and put all the sirens and lights on. So if you see on that the Autism Site Family Center had a, you know, a police raid. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. There were some videos being filmed around. Wow. Um, so all the flashing lights to desensitize them to what that, okay. would, be, what that would be like. Then the state police did a training with them about what happens when you're pulled over. What's a registration card? What's the insurance card? What's your inspection on your vehicle? What do you do when you're stopped by a police officer? How do you safely navigate to the side of the road? What do you do if you're in a traffic accident? And the final (laughs) week is uh, Presque Isle uh, Downs Casino let us use their parking lot. I call it the lower parking lot, you know, one you can see from the road. Yeah. And we did mock traffic stops. Each one of our participants actually got pulled over by by a police officer. Wow. Some of them were taken out of the car and had to put their hands on the car. Oh, my. Some of them were asked, like, what is that bag in your back seat? Who's this name on your registration? Who owns your car? Just teaching them of, it's okay. You know, the police are here to help you. 
and they have such a high fear factor, especially because of what they hear in the news, that this way they were able to bond and learn, what do I do in this situation? How do I handle it? And then the final week came back, and they got to give their feedback. The police gave their feedback, and the participants did, and talked about what worked, what didn't work, what did they learn, and the data we collected on it was, was successful. There was a lot of our individuals that had no idea. They were afraid of the police, and they had no idea, what do I do if I see flashing lights in my mirror? What do I do? Um, we had one young lady in the program that had already been pulled over. She ran from the police. She wow. was scared. So sure. she took off, and they chased her. That just made things worse. Mm -hmm. And so now she understands what she should have done. Wow, Tish. I, I, I mean, it, it's amazing to me how kind of a broad spectrum of, of different things that your society is doing. And it, it wasn't that long ago that you, you moved into your new space and re, rehabilit, you know, mm -hmm. renovated that space. Where are you at with uh, your capital things going on? So there? our family center is amazing. We've been there for just over a year and a half. Up on state, right? Yep, right up the street from you at 3308 State. Uh, we have just under 3,300 square feet on our main level that we renovated, and we're at capacity. I bet. So wow. we have embarked. <laughs> <laughs> Phase two, um, there's a lower level in the building, 10-foot ceilings, 3,300 square feet. So we just started renovating to have a, um open program room, a kitchenette, an ADA bathroom, and also put a lift in mm. to make it 100% ADA accessible because we don't want any barriers for someone receiving the supports and services that they need. Amazing, amazing. And, and, and of course... Um, you know the 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 infrastructure, like you said, right from the right from the baby evaluations uh, all the way through. There's warm handoffs that are happening in case of a, di a diagnosis. Talk about mm -hmm. all of that. Yeah. Um, so early early diagnosis is really valuable for early intervention. The um, sooner you can start supports and services, the better the outcomes will be. So if there's ever a question, get the Get, don't wait. Get the evaluation. Find find out. Sometimes that can be a very hard decision for mom and dad, or there's a stigma with um, extended family that, you know, they try to keep it a secret. Don't, because you're never going to be alone. Mm -hmm. Go and get the evaluation. You know, best case scenario, they say, nope, no worries. And if we say worst case scenario, yes, your child has autism, but it's not the worst case. Mm -hmm. You're going to come to find out that there's a whole community walking that same walk, and they're here to be with you and to be your support system. I have met some of my closest friends from my child being diagnosed. Mm. And uh, I will tell you, as a mom, I get it. There are days that, yes, I would wish his autism wasn't there because it's caused him challenges. But on the other days, it makes him who he is. It makes him, he is so special and he's so dear to our hearts that I wouldn't change anything. So you got to, it's hard, I know, but get the evaluation, get those supports lined up, and then reach out to the Autism Society. We are here. All of my staff, I, well, there's three of us now. 
not just me. There's three of us, and all of us personally walk the walk with autism. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, it's a great pun because it, one of your biggest fundraisers is this walk that's coming up, right? I mean, yes, uh, <laughs> 22. Can you believe it? Wow, 22 years. It is on Saturday, April 29th. We are at Lake Erie Speedway. Oh, wow. We moved out there last year and we love it out there. One thing I didn't think of, because when I talked about it, I was just bragging that there was indoor heated restrooms. You know, that's that's where my life is at. Right, but, right, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But my families came back and shared with me that they felt so much safer there because it's gated. It's secure. So some of our families struggle with their, their young ones. We call it eloping where they run uncontrollably. Oh, wow. Well, it's gated, so they felt they were more relaxed. They could Mm. enjoy themselves because there wasn't any water nearby. Mm. Not, you know, it wasn't woods. They're going to run, but they're going to run to a fence. Nice, yeah. They can see them. So that has made it so much better, and we've expanded it again. Mm -hmm. We have five local food trucks that are coming in, a very large themed basket auction, merchandise tent, and we expanded our kids zone. We made it a kids exploration station. We've got uh, Anna from Frozen, uh, somebody from Paw Patrol. Probably Chase. My children are older, so I apologize. I know Paw this Patrol. is a granddad, Chase. <laughs> Chase. You know. One of the Chase. pups, right? Uh, we have Sea Wolf coming, yeah. Otter coming. Uh, the, the zoo has Perry. Perry the Penguin. I yeah, hope I got that I, right. Probably. I yeah. hope I got that right. <laughs> um, we encouraged our school teams. We have 12 school districts bringing teams this year. Nice. And we've encouraged them to bring their mascots. So I know like Fort LaBeouf, they're bringing their, their bison. Mm. Uh, and then at our, our, our kids station, we have a Lego place. We have creative play. They're going to be doing a um, collaborative quilt. They'll be drawing on a square, and then they'll mm. be sewn together later nice. to be displayed. So I, I'm this very excited. Our, um, our event really is made part by our amazing sponsors and our, our cult. We call them cultivators now for helping us grow. Um, is William T. Spader Company, mm. of course, Lake uh, Lake Erie Speedway, Erie County Care Management. And and then Joe Lang from Bob FM will mm-hmm. be there. He's been there for all 22 walks, so wow. he'll be there. Um, and then all of our sponsors. We just closed our pre-registration for the 2023 apparel today at 1,855 individuals. Wow, that many T-shirts. Incredible. (laughs) And I I tell you, this wouldn't be possible without our amazing community and Mm. all of our sponsors. And we have 73 teams. Good for you. (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, again, to find out more about the Autism Society of Northwest PA, what's the website? AutismNWPA.org. Easy to find. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Instagram. And then we're right here in Erie. Stop yeah. in. We love to have guests. <laughs> Beautiful. We'll have to do that. Uh, thank you so much, Tip Tish Bartlett from the Autism Society. You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com. <laughs>